What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight is the long lost. What's up? It's Blaine. I've missed you guys. Hello. It's been so long. What's up, internet? <laughs> also, Kayla Miller. And Johnny Morales. Reason, as always, is... Do I have to say my name? Yes. Uh-huh. This is well, the, this you normally say Matt. Hi, producing, say hi, as always, Matt. is Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hi, hi Matt. Matt. Do a hi, Matt for yeah. me. Hi, hi Matt. Matt. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, in case this is the first time uh, that you're listening to the show, we are a review slash spoilery podcast, so we'll try to let you know when we're going to spoil something major, uh, which will probably be everything because that's how we roll. Right. Uh, we typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an indie book. Uh, we will review a graphic novel, or tonight, for the first time ever, a manga. Manga. That's ah. the Korean version. Uh, and we'll, and we'll do uh, some trivia, and hopefully you guys will win some stuff. So, without further ado, Johnny. Yep. Time for some Breaking news. Um, actually, I think this is news that's a couple of days old anyway uh big hero six comics uh series a comic series is uh going to debut in july um following the sweet the uh animated thing coming out in june <laughs> you didn't sound excited there actually i am i really like big hero six okay my that movie actually made me cry like three separate times okay that there's already a couple movie. episodes of the animated show really out. good movie oh. um yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, that's one piece of news. I only have two pieces of news, which is Don't not a lot. Judge me, I'm not. That was such a great movie. I'm Big Hero judging. Six is a great. It was movie. really good, dude. Really Baymax, good are you satisfied with your care? Died. It just killed me. Did you, Did you realize in Age of Ultron, there's a program that says Tadashi? Is there? When he's grabbing uh, Ultron and Friday. Too bad the rest stuff. of that movie wasn't as good as Big Hero Six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, yeah. Right. Um, then the next piece of news is uh, DC's Killing Joke, Mad Love, and Court of Owls that are getting novelizations. Dope. Okay. That could yeah. be cool. Like prose novel? Yes. Ooh, I like that. So September 25th, Killing Joke, November 13th, Court of Owls, and February 12th uh, of next year, Mad Love. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Those are all going to be really cool, I think. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and then um, that's all the news, but we did get the Eisner uh, announcements. Uh, best artist, best writer, that's it. Well, no, I'm, I'm skipping those. Why? Um, <laughs> best continuing series, uh, Black Hammer, Giant Days, Hawkeye, Monstrous, and Wicked and Divine. All great books. Wait, they all won? No, this is... nominations. Nominations. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, best miniseries of Black Panther, World of Wakanda, Extremity, The Flintstones, Mr. Miracle, and X-Men Grand Design. Mr. Miracle, I'm calling it. Uh, it's a good one. I'm calling the Flintstones, but that's just me. There's no way that the Flintstones is better than Mr. Miracle. Have you read it? No. Okay, then. (laughs) But no. And I'm probably not going to, but there's no way that Mr. Miracle is is doing something that's freaking incredible Pretty incredible. Tom King, man. Yeah. All day. I read both. Told y'all. And I like them I both. I told y'all. Um, yeah, you actually, I've read all of these books. You, you had a moment with Tom. He's got uh, Then we have Best New Series, which is Black Bolt, <laughs> Grass Kings, Maestros, uh, Redlands, and Royal City. Royal City. Uh, I'm thinking Black Bolt. I agree with you on that one too, John. I think Royal City is. Uh, and yeah, those are um, some of the Eisner nominations. You guys can check those out online. Uh, and the winner will be announced at San Diego Comic-Con this Wait year. Wait a minute. Probably Does Jeff be a travesty. have four Eisner nominations? Um, Black Hammer, Descenders uh-huh. is Descender on there. Yeah, no. no, no. He's been nominated for it before, just twice. Though. Jeff Lemire should have like 15 nominations just for the sheer volume of books he puts. But out. that's two right here, and I know Descender last year got nominated for an after Eisner death. Too. 
Yeah, dude, that's four uh, eyes. Royal City is that on there? But I think this is the second year that Saga is not nominated. Thank God. So there's no <laughs> darlings. <laughs> that book has kind of lost a lot of its. As it should. It's still it. good, man. Is it? It's still good. Okay. He, I'm excited. He meandered around a lot. The I'm last excited to see but who's the best continuing series because I either want Giant Days, Hawkeye, or Monsters to take it, or Wicked and Divine. Giant. I'm still angry that there's oh. no Hickman series nominated. I was only writing one. Yeah, maybe it's not that good. No. I'm just or kidding. East to West needs to get. East to West should have been shown love a long time ago. Black I Monday agree. Murder should have been shown some love. I agree. I think East to West is going to end in a very big way. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I was in thinking it was going to end in a very Low way. Yeah, I'm just Not kidding. Of course, window. it's gonna no. end in a big All right. way. East West is gonna end. <laughs> That's the news. Got? That's it. Yep. Johnny. Yes. Questions? What's up? Questions? Yes. Sweet. Okay. I can Ask some, some questions. questions. All right. So, um, this is more of a little comment. Uh, Nelson Carvalho asks, "Are you guys going to do a special episode for the Avengers: Infinity War movie?" Um, considering that no. I have no life, if we do, I will not be on it. Mm-hmm. I'll do guys, it, guys. Guys. See this movie. Oh lord! Go see Please. It. All right. Um, and I'm, then, I'm sorry. I'm still salty about everything. You're just salty so. about Star Wars. I think he's I'm just salty about Star Wars and, and Justice League not being good. I can be your sugar. That's not what I said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, salt check. Um, anyway, another comment from Adam Thibodeau. Uh, he said he's re- received and read Lady Killer, and it was really good. Going to pass it on to my girlfriend now, so she can enjoy it as well. Thank you. Know you. What I am excited for. Speaking of Lady Killer. Freaking Joel Jones. Catwoman. Doing I, Catwoman. Really? I think that's the only DC book on my pull list. Catwoman is... Getting a standalone by Joel Jones. Okay. Yeah. Written and art by. Okay. I can get with that. And it's then... Gonna be post-marriage. Uh, okay. I'm kind of stoked about it. In okay. a weird way. Okay. You're weird, but in it's a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll check it out. I this like question, Joel. This really question do. is for Jonathan, like probably. Sean Levesque asks, has DC ever written a story based in or about the Phantom Zone? Is it just a prison? If so, who built it and when? Wait, repeat it, that? Okay. <laughs> it's a really long question. I know. I was, I'm was. i sorry. Sometimes I just tune you out, Johnny. No. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I've been up since 3.30 a.m. Yeah. Um, has it's D- now currently 9.17 p.m. I know. <laughs> Has DC ever written a story based in or about the Phantom Zone? Is it just a prison? If so, who built it and when? Is it a dimension like Marvel's Negative Zone? Are there any characters who originate from the Phantom Zone like Marvel's Annihilus and the Negative Zone? Or is everyone uh, imprisoned a criminal? What do you guys um, know about the Phantom okay, Zone? Okay, so this is kind of Superman 101. Yeah. Uh, Jor-El, dis- I guess you could say discovered slash created the Phantom Zone. He was the first one on Krypton to use it as a prison. <laughs> Uh, they, ha- I don't believe, and I could be wrong, uh, because there is 80 years of Superman history. I could have just missed something old or whatever. Uh, but as far as I know, in modern tellings, I have not come across anything that's strictly in the Phantom Zone. It always kind of seems to mount. There's been a lot of issues, uh, like single issues that will deal with them being stuck in and having to come out. But if you're looking for like an origin Phantom Zone type story, which is kind of how I was taking that question... I don't know of one. Do you? I want to say I've read something, but I'm, I'm thinking that it was an entity that came from the Phantom Zone, like a, a being that was like, that lived within the Phantom Zone that was like wholly natural to it. I'm trying to remember really? the story. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Larry, where are you? Yeah, that's a right? Larry question. Big time, man. That, you know what? I'll ask him that next. Send, send that question in yeah. to Larry at Multiversity University. Mm-hmm. 
and that would be that right. would be a great one that he could dissect. But as far as I know, I haven't read one. I know there's been several villains that have come back to haunt Superman that were sealed in the fandom zone mm-hmm. that were pissed about it. Mm-hmm. No villains like, that originate so from it. Previous, not that I can is. think of. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to say there is, man. They're, I really well, do. Like I said, asterisk. Not that I can yeah. think. I, of. I feel like I vaguely remember that from like Smallville, but not comics or anything. So yeah, but if you want to get in contact with Larry, you can send him an email at Larry at AllStarComicsPodcast.com. Because they've done they've done plenty of stories in which. Um, you know, Superman had to go in and retrieve something and then fight villains that his father locked up or Superman himself has sent in plenty of other, you know, was it, was it people. Jackson or one of them was one of the first ones to ever get put in there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even in like, even and he had like in, um, unchained that like Mongol and stuff go to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Superman, yeah, that's like his go-to. If there's somebody that's too yeah. devastating to keep outside on Earth, and there's no right. way to really contain. He locks them up in the Phantom Zone because he has access through the fortress. Yeah, right? through the yeah. fortress of solitude. So um, that's a great question. I, you know, I might do some research on that. Um, who asked that question? Uh, Sean Levesque. Thank you, Sean. Great question. Um, Sean. Great. Sh- yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of those questions that makes me like reevaluate my nerdiness. It's okay. And be like, wow, how much do I really know? Who I need to go I? back. Yeah, who am I right now? <laughs> I should know this. Superman's my boy. It's okay. You're gonna know by the end of the. Night. I probably will. So I'll probably be looking it up and be semi-distracted during my reviews now. Thanks to you, Sean. So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the next one? Um, Those were it. That was it? Yeah. We need Uh, more questions. Just two comments and one question. What were the comments? I I said them. (laughs) You said both of them? I thought you said one. No. Uh, Yeah, one of them was like, hey, I got Lady Killer. I'm giving it to my girlfriend. Thanks. And then the other one was, uh, are we doing uh, Infinity War? Oh, I thought that was one. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's a question. No, no, no. I thought that was like, you said Just comments. Study. I thought that was together, like oh, part okay. one part two. Yeah, no. Um, that was by Adam Thibodeau and uh, Nelson Carvalho. Cool. She's she's a very beautiful woman. Yeah. You were right. right. Told you, okay. George. What's next? Cutie. Well, they're staring at pictures of no. ladies. So. <laughs> it's Joelle Jones. She's hot. It's Joelle Jones. You're hot, Joelle, yeah. if you're listening. All right. We're going to go ahead and go <laughs> Go ahead and tell us about our Marvel book, Kayla. All right. We read The Mighty Thor 706. The last the issue. last issue for the Jane Thor. The Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. The Jane Thor. The Mighty Thor. The Jane Thor. Well, if I was reading the back and they say the Jane Thor like a couple of times in their like notes and As the opposed back, so. to the Odinson Thor. Exactly. Thank you for having my back, Matt. (laughs) Anyway, this is following up the death of the mighty Thor, and this issue is leading into possibly the death of Jane Foster. And this is just a really good issue. Tell us about it. I just did. She just did. I didn't tell you much. (laughs) Who's the the creative team? I tried. Uh, Written by Jason Aaron, of course, and artist Russell Dodderman. Really good art on this book, let me say. So the majority of this is Jane at the gates of Valhalla. Yes. Does now, huh? Does she get in? She. She's, okay, so she's there's no way to worthy of this. getting in. There's no way yeah, to review spoilers. this book without heavily spoiling the content. It's the of last this particular. Issue. Yeah. This is a big wrap up issue to a huge, huge. Yeah, it run. is a send off. Four year run. A teary-eyed send-off. I think the Mighty Thor is somewhere around 30 issues-ish, maybe 40. 
wow. of just Jane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. about four years running. That is a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, we are going to spoiler stuff. Spoil stuff. So yeah, she's at the gates of Valhalla. She oh. sees like this beautiful paradise that she's earned. She's like, I guess one of the, I guess the first mortal mm-hmm. to be worthy of Valhalla. Odin calls her daughter. Yeah, Odin calls her daughter. Beautiful moment. After you think, like, Odin's going to be a total jerk, like, for the whole thing, because he's just like, you're the one, because he didn't know it was Jane. Yeah, he doesn't know. But you defeated Mangog, and you saved all of us, and it's like, oh. And he says, daughter of Asgard. Daughter of Asgard. It's beautiful, man. And he says, enter the gates of Valhalla, you know, kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. she's like, he's like, why do you hesitate? Yeah. And she's like, I just, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm not done. Yeah. And so there's this whole conflict as it bounces. Because one of the things about this book is we're bouncing between, I guess it's the moon. Mm-hmm. Is that where they were? That's where she picked up that. That's, yeah. that's where the, uh, what was that? He en- Jason Aaron. Set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jason Aaron ends his run where he started it with. with she Jane. who will be worthy. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, it bounces between the moon where her lifeless cancer ridden body is laying. Looks like the watcher. <laughs> that's mean. It's <laughs> Because she's bald. And then, um, and uh, where Thor is kind of mourning mm-hmm. over her, and then between the gates of Valhalla. You gotta, when, and, you, when you say mourn though, you have to, Thor is like rage mourning. Yeah. It's he pretty, loved her. It's pretty, B, yeah, he did. Yeah. It's pretty BA, man. Because, well, here's what happened. He's like, not remember, ready to let her go. No. He, he's not. And he's hoping the healers are going to do something. Nobody can do anything. So Thor realizes because one of the ways that Jane defeats the Mangog is she uses Mjolnir and launches uses it to launch Mangog into the sun. So now it has freed the sentient storm, storm. Yep. that was encased inside That's the Uru metal storm. that yeah. Odin had himself controlled and contained and wrapped it up and put it in there. Yeah. And it comes yeah. down onto the moon yeah. and Thor uses it basically as a cosmic god defibrillator yes. on Jane's Dang, body that's brutal and it's so <laughs> powerful that it starts melting his uru arm dude yeah like oh, but thor but thor just fights through it and he's just like well, like like basically pantheon. like clear the pantheon's you know? like stop thor let her go let her go the his mother's like let stop you know let if anybody she's touches found me, rest if she if you touch me i'll kill you kind of thing it's like whoa like thor was yeah. serious man. yeah i like you her. get this you get this just sense of urgency from him mm-hmm. and all the while, uh, Odin has gone to, you know, obviously pay a visit to Jane at the gates, telling him, telling her that she's worthy to enter and all this. And so she's, like, getting, like, thrown onto the floor because of the, essentially, the, the cosmic defibrillator that Thor's trying to use on her. So it's this yeah. big play between, like, pages. Spiritual, one page, physical. One page is on the moon with Thor, like, bah! and it's just this big crackoom, you know, oh, the, so the cool. thunder strikes, yeah. basically, that they'd always do with his hammer. And then flipping over to the page at the gates. Yeah. Uh, what I love when he's doing, you know, the crackoom lightning, you can see. It's all over the page. Right. And, and you yeah. can see, like, the art of, you know, her, her face. In the words. Yeah. In the words. It's just. Because it's giving you the glimpse that you could almost picture it cinematically. Yeah. Like the boom. And as the thunder cracks, you get the outline of her face. That's cool. And that so, and really then it flips good. over. And then she's, like, at the gate, like, trying to, like, fight going in. That's just a testament to Jason Aaron's writing. Yeah. Like, it's Kirby. The writing. This is one of the better things that, uh, and not that he's a bad writer or anything like yeah. that, but it's one of the better things in a while that I've read that really I was like, this is a good, this is how you good end issue. a story. Yeah. This is how you send off a character. He's yeah. one of the few that can do it. 
So, what I love it is that like it's failing. You know, he he's trying to res you know revive her, and then Odin is like, "You cannot control the powers of the god Tempest. No one, no one god ever could." But luckily for Lady Jane, there's more than one of us. And then, you know, they hold hands, and then they they control, and right. we're able to use they the Dark storm. Knights metal this thing. <laughs> Dark Knight meddled it. Did you say that like it's a bad thing? It, it, well, not in here. Um, not um, anywhere. <laughs> no, and and it's just beautiful storytelling. You with, see the look on his face? Yeah, Blaine's about to kill you. <laughs> He's got a knife. Yeah, I have a knife. I mean, we, we, I'll, I'll cut you. Everybody reviewed it as a two, but that's just yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't true. Everybody it was, where? It was like threes. I fanboy. No, we did on the podcast. You gave it a two. Roger gave it a three. I gave it a five. You gave it a five. Someone else gave it a two and a half. When I they was reading it, I gave it a ten. I okay. didn't metal? read it yet. Yeah. Five out of five is the same thing as a ten out of ten. Anyway, we're on a <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, Mighty Thor. This point. is a really good book. Yeah, it, it just has, like, great uh, layouts by Dowderman with, with all the... Um, the onomatopoeia and you know the 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 art just pops with all the coloring uh, by Matthew Wilson. He's so good. I love this book. A lot of pastels. You yeah. get yeah. the you get the idea that when Jason was doing her that he wanted to create this as a fighter. She's got cancer. She ain't giving up. She's Thor. Yeah. She's not gonna give up. You can't. You're not gonna get in her way. She's tough, man. And it's it's yeah. a really inspirational character, especially for people that are sick or dealing with stuff like that. That you never have, give up. You don't stop. You be a fighter until yeah. your last moment, and y she does, man. Yeah, and it, it pays off. I love that she also doesn't care because, like, when she's at the gates of Valhalla, Odin goes up to her and he's kind of telling her off. You know, like you, you turned all of Asgard against me. You even dared lay your hands and hammer upon me. You know, and all the while, Dotterman, uh draws her like just looking away, kind of rolling her eyes like, oh my God, get well, it over with. I also love that they drew her and portrayed her back to normal, not Cancer Jane. The hair. Yeah. yeah. She's you mean at Valhalla? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. When she's looking through the gates, when it they open like, up the Volknut gate, that yeah. the cool triple triangle symbol. And that's the symbol for when you die in battle, like the Volknut, even in like Norse mythology and Norse history, that's this, if you wear that symbol, you're, you're kind of like destined to die in battle. And when they open the gate up and you see the rivers of mead and just the unicorns and the Valkyries, you're just like, how could you not want to be here? But she's so tough. She's like, nah, not ready. Not yet. Not I like yet. after they, they just, you know, hit her with the, the storm the crackle from her eye it says crack like, and then yeah it actually says crackle and it's like electricity looking and then the next page is the gasp <gasps> <of> like, <gasps> it's so, goosebumpy, so cinematic it's goosebumpy. i have to point out my favorite part of this book which is on the next page yeah. is uh God. straight what? out of chemo <laughs> sure i was just i was wondering if that was a real shirt that like he's seen actual people wear that are dealing i with wouldn't cancer. be surprised yeah me neither it's, it's a really cool shirt Isn't jason aaron like a Wait, is he a metalhead or a hip-hop yeah, head? he's a metalhead. Metalhead. Yeah. Metalhead. Someone's you can't really... write a book like this and not... You could be both. So, yeah, someone's like really into hip-hop. I, hip -hop. So. I think yeah. he's like homies with uh, Snyder and Capullo and stuff. I don't know, man. There's a lot of metal in this. <laughs> there is a lot of metal. There's not a lot of hip-hop. There's more I, metal I in I feel it. like I there's a lot more Amon Amarth than there is... Uh, Dude, how awesome is that band? Yeah. Anyway, let's see. The yeah. good thing is there's no Dark Knights metal in here. <laughs> John anyway, anyway, so I really enjoyed the ending part of this book with Jane and Thor just talking it out and Jane just like, okay, or well, Odin's son, like, okay, 
you're not Odin's son. You're Thor. You need to take your name back now. Yeah, there always Thor. has to be a Thor. There's a really spoilers or no? Yeah, we already spoiled. Mjolnir it. is not gone either, no. ladies and gentlemen. There is a fragment that she saves and gives to Odin's son, and when he takes it, he's like, "Oh, he almost falls to the ground." And we're talking like a shard of like a, a pebble. pebble. Yeah, it's no, it's like so, indented into his hand, and there. he's still not worthy. Still not yet. worthy. But Mjolnir is not gone, and at the end, she looks down at the grass on the final page when she's looking up at herself flying as Thor in the celestial being, yeah. and th- you can see the axe, and she looks over at it. It's you know. She's coming back. The hammer will be back. This is not. This is the beginning, you know, of something cooler. Not cooler, but something great. You get the idea. Because there's another issue coming out. A number one. Yeah, that's a one shot. That's a send off one shot. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's kind of like a like appreciation day for what he did with that character and some stuff that's going to be coming, which is cool. Yeah, because the image uh, we've got Thor Odinson. You know, holding some sort of golden he's, hammer. Uh, I'm glad he's back. It's though. Mjolnir, man. It went into the sun like Superman Prime. Yeah. <laughs> he's done uh, Mjolnir back, Prime. Jason Aaron has done 38 issues with Jane Foster. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think he did 25 with regular Thor, right? Uh, 25 and two annuals, I believe. And right. they were great. Yeah, they were really good. They were God Bomb was good. Great. Then the other stuff came. God Bomb. Incredible. Was one of the dude. best arcs of comics. Yeah. That was Ever. really yeah. good. That <laughs> was really good. League of Realms, dude. I love that stuff. Malekith just kicking butt. The whole butt. 25 issues was great. I love how crappy so you get bad. about stuff, John. <laughs> you act like you're just so yeah. just disgusted by stuff. Like, I'm such a hipster okay. and I have better taste than all you peasants. Yeah. All right. who's all where, right. where are we at next? What's next? Rate it, right? Ratings. Yep. I'll give it a good rating. Go ahead. I'm going to rate it like a four and a half, five. I'll give it a five. Right. Actually, that was killer. Great yeah. issue. It's a killer book. Mm. Not my five stars, too. That was a really good send-off. Word. Same. Five stars. That was a good three. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's, no, it's a five. It's a five it's a, for it's, sure, it's, it's a fantastic final issue for Jane. Uh, or I should, not for Jane, for the Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. Jane is clearly still here. And I, I kind of called it as I was getting ready to read the issue. I was like, there's no way that he's killing Jane. Yeah. So. I agree. And as I got into it, I was right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. That's going to take us to our next book, which is Aliens, Dust to Dust, number one of four, by Gabriel Hardman and Rain Burrito. Burrito? Let me, re- let me see this. <laughs> burrito? Burrito? Yeah. Burrito? Not burrito. I don't burrito? think that's burrito. I really want it to be burrito. <laughs> okay, we can, well, he's burrito. She's burrito. Rain is, is burrito, burrito today yeah. for you, okay? I'm hungry, though. Yeah, I'm same. hungry, and I like burritos. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is... An interesting alien, because we're not starting off out in space. We no. are on a planet. Through this perspective of it's a weird. young boy. Yeah, through the perspective of a young Child, boy. man. Uh, it's a space is a pitless expanse. Even if a hospitable speck of dust can be found for humanity to secure a foothold, there is no guarantee it is not also home to something else. That line Loved gave that. me goosebumps, and it did again when you read it to me. Man, I love this book. You're an alien fan. I'm though. an alien love this. freak, yeah. dude. So I, I, we, man, let's talk about this book, please. Go ahead. <laughs> the uh, when you start, it's I'm, should I be pitching this or you? It'd probably make more sense that you. Did. Here's the thing: this book is great because this is whoever wrote this. Uh, I'm assuming it's Gabriel Hardman. He didn't overwrite this doesn't book. You do art? Yeah. Very little. Did you do the art? No, no. I'm, I'm asking. Like, doesn't he normally do art? I don't know. It says script. Oh, script and art. Yeah. Awesome. Coloring is Rain Burrito. Awesome job, sir. 
Yeah, that's what I was like thinking. I was like, wait, Gabriel Hardman's an artist. This this book for me, um, he didn't overwrite it. No, that that's he, the thing was, I was gonna like, say. It was such a there's not a lot of text going on. Yeah. A lot of it is told through imagery. Pic- yeah, it, and, uh, it, it feels like a comic written by an artist. And and the thing that's really cool is because when you read it, it reads like how somebody who would just wake up and be dealing with. Yeah, what the there's, heck is going there's on? There's not a lot of over explanation of like, you remember when we moved here, Timmy? This is like, a face hugger. This yeah, is a yeah. xenomorph. No, no, you know what these creatures yeah. are, and you know what's gonna happen. He wakes up. He goes and finds his mom. He sees guys shoot a guy shooting. The window breaks in front of his face. He runs to his mom's room. They're on like what you would imagine maybe a Wayland Yutani mining some kind of outcrop outpost thing, and uh, yeah, he sees mom laying there with a face hugger on his fa- on her face, and he is freaking out. Falls off dead. Mom wakes up. Chaos ensues. It is nonstop. It's paced. There, like there are crazy. no breaks. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really well done. Kayla actually pointed out something really cool that I didn't notice at first. That was kind of my only issue with this book, is when they're going down the stairs to go to the docking room or whatever it is, they encounter a Zeno, and it walks right up to her, sniffs them, and she tells them, "Don't move." And the Xeno walks away. And at first I'm like, why the hell didn't this Xeno just rip them apart? She's got a baby in her. She's a carrier. And they don't attack their own. And man, the way the art is done, the way the Xenos look, they're horrifying, dude. You, you are, no one hears you scream in this book. (laughs) I loved it. I loved everything about it. And Are you going to w- continue with the Absolutely. Yeah, Are you reading the other series too? Well, it's a four-issue is miniseries. Isn't so. there other alien miniseries? There's oh, they're all, all miniseries. There's oh, all, yeah. yeah, and yeah, there are. They're always doing it in miniseries until the last major one we got was the huge Blood and Stone crossover they did with Prometheus right. Predator, AVP. But this book is really good. Um, it doesn't spoon feed you anything. You are expected. You're reading an alien book. You know what's going on. You know who Waylon is. You know who the Xenos are, like I said. And... The art is incredible. The pacing is fast. I mean, you you, you got stuff happening. And uh, all the while, as you're reading it, you know if, if maybe is it going to happen in this issue. She's got a Xeno in her. Yeah, they're coming. All of this. Guys are getting how eaten. How terrifying th- these couple pages yeah, are. Yeah, they make how it. How many? Yeah, they're, they're, they make it onto a life craft vessel. They get away from the Xenos. And the final page is mom's chest bursting open and in front of the kid in front of the little boy's face and like i said it's told from the perspective of a young kid and it is makes it all the more horrifying because you're scared for him because you know what's coming he doesn't and that's good can you see them jumping forward like in time with this kid like i was kind of hoping that that's what they would do i don't think they will but i think they'll take all four issues with just going through this he's a colonial marine and he's dealing with it see i want this to kind of lead into maybe like an earth war story that they did a long time ago where the aliens kind of are taking over the planet it's very well done i highly recommend it and him be so jaded to these things after seeing what he saw on the final page that this is it's his personal mis- mission to exterminate these things because we were scared and i don't know if it can make us scared for four issues of doing this over and over it i wanted to hit other beats i wanted to hit the, like the suspense like, instead of like the horror yeah i'm done being afraid of you guys it's time to kill you well i'm assuming they're gonna go with them <laughs> crashing back down onto the planet because i don't think their spaceships really taken off very well well it, it, you have to remember that the uh the growth time for these things is fast but okay. As soon as these things come out, oh. we have to assume that there's a couple colonial marines already on this boat, aren't there? They're gonna I think so. Like it, yeah. They're, they're, if they've, they're, they're worth their salt, they're going to rip this thing apart with bullets. 
I mean, that's what I would be doing. Does b- bullets can't kill them though, really? The, it'll the kill babies? the small ones are oh, pretty. Oh, little babies. That's the most yeah. vulnerable. I mean, a face hugger is a problem. Yeah. Uh, a Xeno obviously is a problem. These little guys aren't that hard to deal with. We've seen Ripley take them on by herself. Not with, a, you know, like the full Xeno though. You want bullets? No. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good that. luck. It'll melt through the hole, and this one might melt through the hole too. That's actually a great point. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Still has acid blood. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was a great book. I will be reading more. So, Blaine, tell us more about how you love the Aliens movies. It's incredible. <laughs> That's like one of your jams, right? It is my jam. Right? Oh, I love I, I read love this and I knew you'd love it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> it's good. It actually is really good. I'm not super, I'm not as versed as Alien, you know, as you are. Um, I've seen a lot of the movies and obviously we've read and reviewed mm-hmm. a lot of the Two stuff. Books, yeah. Um, and it just seems like every one of these is done by somebody that's a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. Stoko, that Dead Orbit. Yeah, the Man. Dead Orbit one. Yeah, that was cool. Man. This is going to be something special, too. That was another writer-artist thing. Yeah, Stoko. He's a beast. He did that Godzilla story. He did the one Godzilla in hell, and then yeah. the Godzilla through the, uh, was the one who was told through the perspective of the soldier. The Japanese soldier. Did you ever read that? Man? I never read that one. No. Matt, you would love this. Probably. It's Godzilla. Like, oh. Last, I want to say Godzilla something, The Last War or something like that. Sounds cool. Very well done. Sounds cool. Um, I like this book. Uh, I wish they ex- explained a little bit more of what was going on, especially like what are they doing on this planet? Because that's coming later. <laughs> right, I know that, but um, that's coming in the next issue. But me only seeing Alien once last year and. <laughs> Seeing the newest yeah. one, there's no context when, when it came. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when it came out, and I fell asleep through that. Um, I loved Alien though, the first one. Well, it was very tired. It's great. Good. Yeah. Anyway, so I have like really no context of what's going on or like what Colonial Marines are or anything like that. So I wish like people could see your face as <laughs> it's a story. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what would you consider Alien? As like a whole survival horror, it, it's one of those oh, yeah. sci-fi horror yeah. things that's been around for since the seventies. I want to say so. This is like for even for young people that have like like my younger brother who's nineteen knows Aliens well. Yeah, for just from watching the movies and like being, you don't have to watch the originals to know what Alien is. And uh, that was one of the things I liked about this book is we're not. This is a xenomorph. This is what they do. The right. gestation you period. You know it. You know it. I enjoyed that. Get ready. Hold on, because here it comes. Gird your loins. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed that. I think that was one of the standout kind of things about this book that made it. It's accessible for everybody, I feel like, in a way. It's definitely not for kids. This book is (laughs) gnarly. Like, it's an alien book, guys. Mature book, for sure. I think, yeah, it's accessible to a lot of people, but I think it would help if you had any familiarity with the Alien franchise. Yeah. If if you don't. Maybe see it's the movies. Here's my You don't have to. It's hard. 40 years of familiarity. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) I don't have any of it. But it's hard not to be like most. The Google machine exists. Most sci-fi people, like if you see see a Dark Horse book and you see Aliens, it's like. It's for the fans. Exactly. Thank you. I I know. Right. I know the Google machine exists (laughs) or whatever, but like. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's not enough context in this book. I have to go out and find more information. Yeah, because you're saying if you graded just on this issue and you're not taking any of the movies into context, there's not right. Because like I thought, like there was only one Xenomorph and that girl killed it. 
Oh, they breed fast. <laughs> yeah, they, they, do. they are the perfect They're like organism. freaking roaches, dude. <laughs> the perfect I should organism. probably see the other ones because I really like the first one. And I like the first one. I'm, I'm getting him to watch the first one. Is the best one. If you guys want to read some cool alien comics, you like Predator, you like aliens, look up The Blood and Stone. Ooh. Ro- Roger can get them for yeah, you. Yeah, I heard that was good. They're awesome. They tie into Prometheus really well. You get some of the backstory on the engineers. You get to see the, the Predator history. Prometheus was... That was such an experience. Gnarly a good movie, man. Movie. Because I remember being like, wow, like the entire time I watched yeah. it. And then I went through this whole cycle. Existentialism. Of, and of, stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> of feelings out of that movie. At first I was pissed. I was like, well, that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But it did. <laughs> but it did. But it did. <laughs> and then like, I was like, I think I loved Prometheus because it made me ask all kinds of extra questions about that universe. Yep. Sometimes comic books and and novels and movies, when you don't get the, this is what the, it is. This, this is, is the, the ending. ending. It's better than that I one, mean, yeah. we look at like, uh, this is, it always goes back to Batman with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't know who the Joker is. We don't know certain things. And sometimes that makes it better and scarier yeah. especially in terms of like sci-fi horror stuff yeah. like thriller you yeah. don't you don't know and what's scarier than not knowing that's the scariest thing absolutely Matt. absolutely so i think and i think that's why i ended up really loving prometheus because it just raised more questions about that universe yep. that ridley scott had created yep. than had answered because everybody thought it was going to be this really neat and tidy prequel and it well, was a lot of people didn't even know so. it was in the universe yeah yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. that was what was so dope about that. Yeah, I anyway. think I need to rewatch Prometheus. I've only seen it the one time, and I didn't care for it. But I honestly no. don't remember why I didn't like it. it. I, I love don't Michael remember. Fassbender. Oh, David! I'm a huge Michael Fassbender fan because of those movies. Um, I know a lot of people weren't thrilled with Covenant, and some people actually a lot of people weren't thrilled with Prometheus. Yeah, I liked them both. Prometheus is definitely better in my opinion, but. Uh, I like I like you could put alien on a lunchbox and I'm happy. <laughs> All right, what would you rate this Blaine? I think I know. I'm going to give it a 5. I'm going to give this book a 5. Yeah, 5. Art's amazing, storytelling, pacing, excellent. Breakneck pace. Absolutely. Chest bursting pace. You're not ready <laughs> and it, it's going to bursting pace. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get punched in the face in this book. Yeah. And I like I like getting punched in the face. Kayla I'm going to give it a solid four. I think the art did a really good job of just like conveying the horror and everything and the mayhem going mayhem going on. It was good. You can hear them. You can hear the, that's that. Yeah. The, you can hear the, the, the pulse right. Matt, you know what I'm talking about. You can hear this stuff happening. And it just like when I'm reading it. For people time, who've seen the movies. Yeah. You just, you're just like, oh, I'm here. Hello. Hello, monsters. You can smell it. Wani. smell the fear. Wani. Yanni. What? Yanni. Is that Yanni. what it was? No. Is that what it was last John. week? Yanni. Yanni. Um, anyway, uh, I'll give it a three and a half. Uh, the art's killer. Gabriel Hardman always does killer art. Nice. I think he's doing a little short story for the beach special for DC. The beach special? Yeah. Like swimsuits and stuff? That so it's like a That's villain's gnarly. beach special. That's gnarly. <laughs> I'm so excited. Is that with the that. one with Gigano on it? Probably. Yeah. She's like huge. Uh-huh. And like in a bikini. I don't know why that's hot. <laughs> it's an animated character, and I yeah. think it's hot and weird. Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a four and a half. Hell yeah! Um, if I was if I was as into it as you, it'd probably be a five. It is it, it is that good. It's when you get some time, let it. me know. I got some stuff for oh, you. I know. I could get you. He doesn't have it. time. Though, so. I know he doesn't. But it's, when you get oh. out of academy, you know. he wrote he wrote Green Lantern Earth One. I'm gonna oh. get you in it. Was that good? Did you guys Hell read that? yes. Yeah. Was it good? It's yeah. it's kind of like. 
not alien-esque. Blake can attest to this too because he's got it. It's sci-fi. It is nice. super dark and kind of scary in the beginning. You're like, what the hell? Because Hal's an astronaut. Yeah. yeah. Out lo- like lost in space. Yeah, it's very lost in space, but it's dark. and it's. You guys sp- know me. I love Hal. You're, yeah, you, Matt, I recommend it, dude. All right, You're an it. alien guy too. I know you, yeah, are. Like, you I, are. The first one is a classic. Classic movie, absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and go over to our third book, Blaine. What's up? Uh, we so third the appropriate book, man pitching the the book. Uh, Batman Detective Comics nine seventy nine, uh, the Batman Eternal storyline, not to be confused with the weekly one shot that they did a oh. long time ago with Snyder and Tinian. Um, this is an OMAC story. You got Tinian on the on the writing, which is come on, it's Tinian. Tinian. Uh, We've got Felipe Briones. I don't know if that's Spanish or I sound Spanish. Spain. Briones? Yeah. Something like that. Sounds like it's from Spain. Um, This book is part four to a series that's been going on for a little while right now. Tim Drake is getting put through the ringer. And they really. He has just just been slapping Tim Drake around. And for people that (laughs) haven't been reading the series and know kind of what's going on with Detective, the first page really sets you up to. Okay, this is what was going on with Cassandra. This mm-hmm. is what was going on with Jean-Paul. This is what was going on with Luke. And Ulysses, the guy who is kind of in Tim's head, but he's not really in Tim's head. It's actually a program that's like been... It's OMAC. And for those who don't know, OMAC is this cybernetic like weapon that is... It's an acronym. Badass. Do you know the acronym? Uh... Because I don't One remember. One Man Army Corps. That is it. That is it. And uh, OMAC has kind of gone through an inch. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you, <laughs> He's gone through kind of like an evolution in terms of what he's capable of and the the look aesthetically. He looks probably the coolest I've ever, not ever seen, but OMAC in a long time. Well, what's funny is they kind of went back to the classic OMAC, mm-hmm. but just updated. Yeah, and there's a lot of them too. That's the thing. And like, uh, Well, I should say not the class, because the, the original OMAC was like a good guy and it was one guy. And then when the brother eye thing with OMAC took over, that's when it became those things. Right. So you remember like the Final Crisis OMAC? They I remind do. me of those, yeah. but like a modern take on them. Which line. really harkened back and I'm I, and like like I said, aesthetically the way they look, like this is how OMAC needs to look to yeah. me. The brother um, eye, the mohawk. Yeah. The, uh, the I don't know, if I, the bat team, I guess the X-Men bat team that we've got here for a while from this detective. That's what it reminds me of. I mean, you guys have been, if you've been reading Detective, it reads almost like a DC X-Men book. You got the clay room, they're in there fighting, and it's it's an excellent team book. If you like good team-up books, this is it. Isn't like the counterpart for X-Men Teen Titans? Yes, it is. Yes. You are <laughs> correct. Why Teen Titans, though? Well, (laughs) Um, they're in uh, Kate Kane's manor, the ruins of it. And uh, they're on the they're got their backs up against the wall. The Omax are unstoppable and they're trying to deal with this. And uh, all throughout the story, it's being told through our team. Yeah. But uh, Tim has been like taken over by an Omax. He is he is like the uh, the Omax right now. And uh, the Bat Team is losing. I mean, Luke's got kind of a contingency using sound waves to kind of disrupt them. Because they're it, like nanites. Yeah, right? and it doesn't stop them. They come back, and Ulysses is just telling him, like, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make something of you. It's it's like hardening, beating the diamond until it's pure and clean. That's his whole ideology that he's he got. Because he wants Tim to be that dark future Yes, Batman. he does. He wants him to step into the role a little bit. And spoilers, he kind of does. At the end of this book... Uh, you 
Tim ends up assuming a form because Omak can kind of change the way it looks. Pax Batmana. Pax Batmana, yes. And he is, man, if you guys could see what I'm looking at right now, is a Batman Omak suit with the one eye up top. And uh, they aren't ready. He's, you know, the team is pretty much like, what, what do we do here? They end up going to Stephanie Brown for help because Stephanie's emotional relationship. Spoiler. Spoiler, right. spoiler, yeah. spoiler. Uh, he spo- said spoiler They go already. to Stephanie Brown, a.k.a. Spoiler, <laughs> and uh, we need you. Because Spoiler's kind of, if you guys have been reading, Spoiler's kind of gone off and done her own thing. She's she's done being part of this team, but it looks like she might have to to save the guy that she loved. Because they were in love, uh, pre-Oz uh, stuff that was going on. And uh, they end up sending the entire OMAC army of OMACs to Gotham and they're going to rip it a new one. Uh-oh. And uh it's kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger of like what is going to happen next. The last page it's it's Tim as the Batman Omac. He says, "Yes, I'm exactly where I need to be. The Belfry 2.0 is online. Let's begin." And the next issue is Eye Against Eye and it's nice. I can't wait. I am super far behind in Detective, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. but this is making me really excited to want to catch up. Isn't it cool? It was really good. And yeah. honestly, I didn't find it very hard to follow along, even though I'm really b- far behind. I knew some of the stuff, but I didn't know what was going on with OMAC. But they did a pretty good job of just like getting you right into it, and it didn't seem super confusing. Right. It's not a perfect issue. Not by, perfect. By any means, but it's a great, great issue. And uh there, they, there's callbacks to things that have been going on. If you've been reading the series, it pays off. Um, guys that e- aren't even into Batman or or the DC stuff, this book is very well done. James Tinian is aces, man. It's still technically tying into Doomsday Clock stuff. Right? Absolutely, yeah, so. he goes back to when uh, Tim was locked away. Yeah. By Oz, I mean it, it's. It's excellent. That's nuts. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is part four of this uh, this arc right here, and even it, it even with it being part four, it wasn't hard to jump into. Not at all. Like yeah. this book, action and action comics, the cohesion that have been going that has been going on with the whole Doomsday thing, it's apparent, and they've been doing it very well. It doesn't feel like a tie-in that you you need to read. But it definitely acknowledges, like you said, Matt, what's going on in the universe. We know where we're at right now. Like, it's not a tie-in, but it has ties to the greater story. Right. Yeah. I love the art, too, man. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, was killer. I really liked it. I thought it was cool. It was a great issue. Read this book if you're not reading it, guys. I don't know if I can even, like, follow any of that up. <laughs> that, was so, that was just so perfect and Aww, succinct. And... Come on. If it was Action Comics, you would have been able oh, to. Yeah. You would have <laughs> taken the lead. <laughs> well, I got a question, not kind of related, but uh, Blaine, how do you feel? Like they're getting close to one thousand. Man, I'm. Are you uh, gonna Are you gonna feel how I did? Yeah. With Detective Comics one thousand or Action Comics one thousand? You mean? Yeah. You said Detective. Well, no, they're getting close, getting close to Detective. Yeah. No, but you said how you felt yeah. about Detective Comics or how 1000. I felt about Action one thousand. I was super stoked, and I loved Action Comics one thousand. It's a milestone, and. uh it, we have to take homage. It's it's the it's Big Blue, he's the dad, you know. Um, Number one, absolutely, and, and no, nothing will change that either. But saying that, 
to read this book and know that we're what is it 20 issues now after this one yeah. away mm-hmm. from 1000 that's gonna be 10 months so yeah n- march next year super and that's um and it's kind of crazy it's march is my birthday it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be big you guys i'm i'm super excited and i cannot wait uh, it's um, it makes me a little bit emotional even talking about it i'll be honest with you i'm yeah. being real i love it you love and the character so much i'm glad that they did this old numbering again this is the detective comics that we should have got a long time ago this is the in a lot of ways the premier batman title because of what tom does on that batman title is its own cerebral introspective batman story that tom does amazingly it's a romance book yeah but this this book <laughs> right now in this story arc mm-hmm. well this the past few stories tom's got a unique writing style and not to let's not take straight and away i love from, it from this book at all but uh tinian knows how to write a really good superhero team-up book oh yeah guys he really does Holy crud. And if Bat Family's involved, I'm usually involved, so I don't know why I'm so far behind in this book. I gotta fix that soon. Yeah. Well, he's also writing the the Ninja Turtles Batman crossover. Like he, he just knows how to nail character dynamics. Do you remember when that came out and everybody was like kinda worried, like what is this gonna be good or not? And how good was so it? So good. Right? I didn't read it. You didn't read it? No. Matt. You gotta <laughs> read it. But I don't remember it. It was so cool. You have the hardcover? They have it in hardcover. Do you have hardcover? I do not have. I've got it in singles. You know me, but you know me. <laughs> I know you too, man. I know. Um, I talked about it enough, so I'll let you guys talk now. I think you hit it all, dude. Like the, the only thing for me is, I've been pulling this series, but because how busy I've been, I'm, I guess, three issues behind. Because it's what part four. This is part four. <laughs> I jumped in the middle and I was like, ah, oh, I should have read the other ones, but I didn't have time, so I'm gonna have to go back and read. Uh, you know, the previous three issues before 979 to get the full context of what's going on with the story arc. Because I know Kate Kane's working with her dad. Mm-hmm. She's got like a new symbol because she's, mm-hmm. you know, her and Bruce kind of had a little bit of a falling out because of yeah. what spoilers, what happened, how she handled spoiler? Clayface. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Um, but I thoroughly joke. enjoyed it. I mean, this this has been, this has been a top tier book. Absolutely. Since Rebirth. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. 100%. He's, when Tinian started this, he started... And it, he's hit characters and done personal things with each character, but you can tell he might be a Tim Drake fan more than anybody else because he's he's come back to Tim again. Yep. In this arc, and he's done it. He's done a Clayface one. He's done a Kate Kane arc. He's done the John Paul Valley stuff. He's even done the Batman spoiler stuff. But I mean, like you can go back in this series and you can the 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 scene where you know spoilers holding Batman's holding spoiler after Tim disappears and they think he's gone he's dead and she's crying on him and Batman like just cuts the ultimate just like frown like he's about to cry he's welling up this guy knows how to write stuff man I'm just wondering what this is gonna be like uh, after Tynan leaves don't say that because you know he's not gonna be on much longer I don't wanna hear that that's what I was he's he's going to Justice League Dark I'll take that too but I, man, this is gonna be. I a, think they're giving this book to Nick Spencer. That's that's what I was gonna. Add, <laughs> is that really? No, 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 no. Really? He's like, Johnny's video. trying to be facetious. I'm gonna say yeah. that as a fan, you were probably pretty happy with the Snyder Tinian King combo going on right Absolutely, now, right? Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely, it's a dream for Batman fans right now. I think. Shout out to all the Batman fans. Once yeah. Tom King found his footing on that Batman book. Yep. Heck yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think he ever. Did <laughs> and this is just my opinion because I, know. I remember going a lot back. I didn't like the first arc. I loved them all. I know. The thing is, like, the thing is, is I think you understood symbolism more 
more of what Tom was going for in the opening salvo of his Batman stuff than than most people. I think I partially understood. I, I, I still think I get what he's doing. I just, that opening story arc with the Justice League at the end, I was like, no. The two, not to toot my own thing or anything like that when we got <laughs> no to, please do when we got to meet him and talk to him i was hoping you were gonna tell this. that's why i kind of guided it there, I, f- I felt like when i was talking to this guy because me and jonathan actually got to talk to him multiple times and kind of pick his brain and tom straight like i told him i was like the whole gotham and gotham girl story like i got it like this is you, it's the symbolistic story of like you Gotham's a living entity and he looked at me and he like slapped his head and he's like dude you got it like and and this is like I have Jonathan here to attest That's true. This. This I happened. watched I watched him have a moment with Tom King I that feel like, will forever yeah. be like ingrained in my memory. I feel like Tom and I like if we and this is this is lame but if like Tom's like we have a similar thinking to Batman. Yeah. You know. He I loves him just as much as you do. If not more. <laughs> So anyway, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I, I cherish witnessing that moment. I, dude, I cherished you having <laughs> Dan, you sitting on Dan DeDio's lap. Okay, there was a lot of great moments. We can talk about that. Right yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. let's get. Would you read the book? I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't perfect, but it was damn near for me. Solid four as Sweet. well. Sweet. Uh, two and a half. I didn't like it. Oh, why not? Two and a half is middle. No, well. Okay, then Easy two. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that was good. No, I just uh, I don't know anything about Omac, so I have no attachment. Um, Johnny, since I haven't. You don't have to. I know, I know. know but anything. the thing is, I've never the, heard of Omac. Like I'm, I'm confused throughout the whole story. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Who is this guy? Um, and it felt to me like uh, Future's End, um, with like the Brother Eye stuff. Like Brother uh, Eye is a is a constant. Within the DC universe, right. not just futures. He right, right, right. Mac, if I'm not mistaken, but, right? but yeah. isn't that right. Defense Force? Have you I been reading so. the Detective comics? Not at all. Okay, so that's well, why that I, I think I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Right. No context. Yeah, you're lost, John. <laughs> Four and a half, also. Thank you, bro. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Okay. So, all right, uh, Matt, quickly rating. I didn't read it. I know you <laughs> did, but you, what would you? Come on. What would you rather? You, rather from what I know, because I know all the the, the Oz and uh, context kind of like, I don't know, like at least a three, at I, least a three. I feel like if you were gonna read any DC series and be into it, it would be this one and well, Hal Jordan. You know, I'm reading Hal Jordan. I know you are, bro, <laughs> and I know. All right, what would you guys rather have reviewed and why? Really quick, if anything, it had to be something you read this week. I read nothing oh. this week, so nothing. I'm for Wolverine. I didn't read it, but I want to read it. Really Matt, tell me, tell me what you said before everybody came in. Do you what? remember what you told me? About what, what? Pertaining the uh, the Dark Knight and Doomsday, and how what we should have done this, what the podcast should have done. Oh this yeah, week. you guys should have done uh, Humphrey Wolverine and uh, Thor because you guys did Doomsday and Metal. Yeah, we always only do D- DC twice. That's because their books are superior. Hey because we're trying to find something good in there. Soul and Marquez, that's a good team. <laughs> trying to Johnny, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, son. I'm just kidding, dude. Was Crazy. it Soul and Marquez Soul on uh, Humphrey Wolverine? Yeah. Uh, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, if it it would have been good if it was two years ago. <laughs> I agree with you on that one, actually. Because how long, long was it? Was it two years that we went with? Yeah, uh, you you you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger Wolverine fan than uh, dude. I love Wolverine. Three and, and a half years, man. Nope. Yep. See, they should have done it sooner. It's Look, hard. I get they tried to do the whole like he's dead. Years. 
but they waited a little too X-23 long. X twenty three can never fill those shoes. Oh, she, dude. she never has, and she never. She can come ever close, will. but she'll never be. There's there. only one guy who's the best there is at what he does. Yep, and that's Logan. The man. only Wolverine book was amazing, any better than any Wolverine book that well, I read in the past. But the book year. might but be good. But how many Wolverine books have him. you read altogether? Uh, just like Old Man Logan and well, like Old the Jeff Logan's Lemire are, Old Man Logan. Those are alternate storylines. Uh, well, no, the Jeff Lemire Old Man Logan was uh, in the regular storyline. After story Secret Wars they added him, but um, before that he was like Elseworlds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know what I really liked? Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, okay. Jason Aaron's. That was killer. Yeah. I agree with you on that, but yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was, was 25. Right. No, well, no, 13. that was 13, like I just yeah. said, Laura's book could be good, but she's not Logan. She's a clone. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Guys, we've done this. We did it with Spider-Man. We've done it with Logan for years. Mm -hmm. Years. Any X-Men fan that's worth their salt that's been reading since Claremont? Come on. Are we, are we being serious right now? I think, like, one of the biggest X-Men fans. Yeah. Dave Johnny doesn't like the X-Men. No, 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 but the thing is, like, Dave Ramirez loves only Wolverine. Because it's a great freaking yeah. book. Uh, Dave, I've talked to Dave. Uh, Dave's Dave knows his stuff too. Yeah. I I grew up as an X-Men Spidey fan yep. in the 90s. I was reading X-Men as a little kid. I was I was I have the first Snake. ever Frank Miller series that was just Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Like I love Wolverine, you guys. Like Batman. He's the Batman. Like, yeah, you love him like it's, you love Batman. It's hard though. It's hard when you take him away for how long was he? Going? Three and a half years. About That's a long years, time since Death of, and Death Wolverine was dope. I love Death McNiven, Wolverine. dude. Killer with soul, soul, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. right? Anyway, uh, for what would you have rather read? Uh, I read a graphic novel this week. It's a short one actually. Uh, called did my, it come out this week? Yes, it did. Called right. My Boyfriend Is a Bear. <laughs> that sounds and, funny. Actually. And I thought it was going to be like a shirtless bear fighter type of thing. I'm like, I I want <laughs> like after Infinity War, I was like, I want something that just you know, uh, cleanse my palate because something silly. Yeah, yeah. So something silly. But this <clears throat> book has so much depth and so much emotion, and it, it's amazing that it's hidden behind this silly little. Um, I wish my boyfriend was a bear. <laughs> yes. No, no uh, my boyfriend is a bear. That's oh, what it's called. Um, behind this silly little storyline, but it's it's. I expected just to get uh, feelings of just. You know, happiness and laughter, but I got so much more. One day I'm gonna get you to follow the rules. To the <laughs> <laughs> It'll never day. happen. It was, close. It, was close. it came out it this week. Close. I read it comic. this week. It's a comic, <laughs> not a graphic novel. Mm. <laughs> a comic. We'll it's get okay. There. Well, we'll get okay, fine then. This is, I guess, like nope, Johnny's you get one. Issue. That's it. <laughs> no, right, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. Well, I wasn't done. <laughs> Go ahead. We got uh, you there. Quickly. Yeah. Um, Your boyfriend was a bear. It's my boyfriend is a bear. Yes. Wait a minute. So I got a question. Yeah. Is it a grizzly? Is Why this man? is it a bear like an actual? It's a literal bear. So here or is. is it. A, Nora has like bad bear. luck with men when she meets an actual mm -hmm. bear on a hike in Los Angeles Hills. Okay, nice. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Smokey. Do they? And so it's it's you it's a. Bears. You want to go for a date? It's a, it's a silly it's a silly metaphor to like uh you know to kind mm -hmm. of protest like uh conventional um relationships and stuff like okay, that. Okay, because I thought for a minute, and I know this is I, I don't know how inappropriate this is, but I thought it was like the. Uh, like a a guy who's a, a bear, ah, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a big hairy. No, man. no, no, he loves an actual man. bear. There we go. It's an actual bear. In my head, though, it's nice art too. You guys know, um, but yeah, know. Uh, that just came out from Oni Press. Um, it's fun. I want to read that. It's fun like bestiality. Whoa! To the next segment. <laughs> um, I knew that was. <laughs> it's a big old bear. I knew it. Um. Would you rather? Did we? Did you get? Would you rather? I didn't read anything this week. I it was too crazy of a week. Okay, you. 
I didn't have a chance to read anything. Yet. I'm happy with everything. I'm happy with everything too. I've been sick Seriously. and exhausted this whole week, so I haven't had time. If Doomsday Clock would have came out this week, like I think it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to be slated for this week, but they, they're taking a little bit of a hiatus on it. Yeah, it's like yeah. every other month right now. I would have loved to, man. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about that. I love we? that book. I do. I like too. it. Yeah. John's is a man. Yeah. And he's a man's man. All right. Uh, we don't have any highlights in terms of, oh, wait, yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, DC Nation Zero for yep. DC is the big one. Can't wait. It's gonna be awesome, Roger. If you're listening, I didn't put it on my pull list. Please hold that book for me. <laughs> That's uh, hold everything the, right now. Hold is, it that, all. is that the Bendis you might thing? want to actually tell him? No. I don't think he listens to this yeah, till like two weeks getting, later. Oh, I'm gonna text the setup. Like Steel, ah, okay. The start yeah. of the Batman wedding and the start of Snyder's Justice League. No justice. No justice. Oh, okay. So, so they the all start. To no justice. Yeah, yeah. The, the teases for all of them. And, and then, then uh, the big Marvel book. Avengers number one. And then Dude. do we have any big indie books? Yeah, Death or Glory. That was the one. That's Death the Remember book that That's you were telling me about. Dude. With Ben Gall. We're going to talk the after so, you can, so I can write all this down and yeah. add that to my Next pool. week's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my pool tonight, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We all right. Too. Johnny, tell us about the oh, manga right. that we <clears throat> read this week. Uh, we read a manga for the first time. One Punch Man, volume one. By a uh, story by, oh, I don't know. It's just One. Yeah. Anyway. Most of the time they write and draw it's their an own. online book. So, yes. so the uh, it's written by One and uh, drawn by Yusuke Murata. And uh, it's, so here it is. Nothing about Saitama passes the eyeball test when it comes to superheroes. From his lifeless expression to his bald head to his unimpressive physique. However, this average looking guy has a not so average problem. He just can't seem to find an opponent strong enough to take on. Every time a promising villain appears, he beats the snot out of them with one punch. Can Saitama finally find an opponent who can go toe-to-toe with him and give his life some meaning? Or is he doomed to a life of superpowered boredom? So I'd been looking forward to this ever since I'd heard about it, <laughs> and I needed a reason to read this book. So I'm glad that Kayla gave us one. I have to agree with yes. you on that. I was gonna, if you weren't gonna say it, I was. What an excellent pick, dude. Th- this podcast was my reason too. I'm like, I wanted to read this, so I'm like, hey, let's just pick it for yeah. this. So I have. So a that was the reason. That was it. Oh, you hadn't read it before. Great yeah, choice. and I was like, you guys need to do a manga, and I really want to read this. Yeah. I've seen excellent the first choice. issue of the or the first uh, episode of the anime, and I loved it. And I, I haven't I kept saw watching like it. For some reason, or whatever, and that's how I was made aware of this. I was like, I don't know what this is, but that's awesome. Reading, and, yeah, reading this book, yeah. Um, I had I read it today. Um, I had a bookmark that I was using, and it was a Superman business card bookmark. <laughs> and I'm reading it, and I look at the bookmark as it's in the book closed because I stopped for a minute, and I'm like, is this sacrilege? <laughs> but it was an awesome book. Every every arc or every chapter, I'm sorry, not arc. Bleh, Every chapter kind of like signifies a different aspect to superhero comics. There's a a really cool thing that I can't take credit for. Blake actually brought this up today, which was great. That uh, the scene, each one represents a different thing. And the 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 mosquito lady, I guess, was uh, he got this from a Bill Burr. Uh, I think it was a Bill Burr podcast that Blake was listening to. He said that Bill Burr loved this book. It's kind of off topic, but it, it totally makes sense. Bill when Burr you're... loved One Punch Man? He loved it. That's amazing. Okay, he watched it and loved it. He said that the mosquito to him represented how, like, the idea of, like, women blood sucking the life out of you. And, like, I was like, dude, that it is... It was very Bill Burr. That is such a cool-ass analogy, dude. It's so <laughs> Bill Burr, man. But this book is cool, man. It's, it's nonstop fun. You don't have any, like... 
all right, this is a chapter where we're going to fill in and he's just going to kind of talk about his life. No, it's okay, crab monster. Okay, giant dude with his brother on his shoulder. Okay, cyborg sidekick. How hilarious was it like his brother's like, squash that guy on your shoulder and he like gets squashed by he squashes. <laughs> yes. He hits the yes. wrong shoulder. Yeah. It was so cool. This book is essentially like what Shirtless Bear Fighter is. To like, yeah, that's but what in you anime, said. But yeah, in, in uh, anime. manga. But this and is I really, love it. Really good. I, I love the really like dumb little details in there. Like it's City A and City B are under attack yeah. and like little girl crying and so says it on her shirt. Yeah. Like they were like, we're not going to fill in all the no. details on this. It's nope. a guy who just can beat everyone in one punch because he's trained. Like when he meets the cyborg, I love it. Yeah. The cyborg is like your armor. It's amazing. I love your. He's like, no, that's my head. Did you see? <laughs> did you see on the front page? It has the panel for what he was originally. Because this was originally an online comic. He's a little egg. <laughs> just like a little egg head. He's a little egg head. That was the original comic. Yeah, they it's just a re- that, or poor, he explains uh, right that the reason he doesn't have hair is because he trained too hard. He trained too hard, so that's his awesome. hair fell off. <laughs> that's awesome, you guys. <laughs> he's like twenty five. He lost all his hair because he was training too hard. <laughs> I love oh, this book. This book is like fantastic. Said, great, great. You need to come in here and pick this book up. Yeah, this uh, this book's great. Um, you made the comparison of uh, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Yes. And I think that's why I didn't love it as I much know. as you guys did. I 100% knew you weren't going to love this going into right. it. I mean, this like, was for me and Jonathan. Right. <laughs> I, maybe I think, just yeah. break stuff. Because right? I think like Roger and I didn't really love Shirtless Bear Fighter that much. Um, and this feels exactly like that, but... Even, even uh, I wouldn't say exactly like that because Shirtless Bear Fighter had like a very je ne sais quoi that this did not <laughs> quite have. This this is very this is very Japanese anime humor. Yeah. 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 Very okay. Much. Yeah. You know, I, I can... the, you know what I mean with the with the the the. the the teardrop on the floor, like, uh, like all that. The kid with the cleft the chin super having a cleft giant chin. cleft chin. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, yeah. there were cultural things that were very like, this is in this genre. No, yeah, I, I get that. I understand the the connection mm-hmm. because it's, yeah. it's hyper like what it is, like amped up. No, I get it. And like that being said, this book is just a ton of fun. It's silly. And, you know, it's a, uh, I think you guys mentioned that it's a very quick read. It is. Uh, oh yeah, this took me twenty minutes. And to what read. is it like? Ten bucks? Nine. Yes. Yeah. Plus the discount here. Come I've picked it. up the next couple of volumes. I I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, if you guys are interested, please like pick this up because it's it's very well written. Um, I love some of the comedy. I forgot uh, the name of the cyborg. Even though sometimes Gino? it it does feel That's like it's it. hitting me over the head a little bit. But you know, it's still but fun. It, it's kind of meant to. Yeah, I know. I it guess is. it's not like it's. I not think I would. I think I'm in a mood that. right now. You are in a mood. Yeah. <laughs> well, We're like have to take you out back and tickle you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think I'm in a mood for like shojo and yaoi manga. What is what is that? Like, shojo is uh, specifically oh. uh, manga yeah. for like uh, meant for like girls like Sailor Moon and stuff like that. And yaoi is boy love. <laughs> um. Why did you? I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> Johnny is, is a young adult, like <laughs> is a young man with an inner like teenage girl. We've already inside. decided when we get mangas, he gets the shojo and I get the shonen mangas. Right. Oh, is that what you were talking about the other day? <laughs> Got it. Makes All right. Sense now. Yeah. like I, I give her bleach. I'm Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super action ball. Shoujo is like, yeah, action. Well, not that. Right not for yes. you. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> the anti Jonathan. It's, it's like, like the Sailor tennis Moon, show. Ron Moen. Yeah. Oh, the Prince of Tennis is so freaking good. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, 
it's tough to like really expand on this book because right, it's, it's so it's a guy that defeats every monster with one punch, but and he's upset really, that he keeps beating yeah, everyone and by one punch. He's kind of in this like inner turmoil right now of like not knowing what he exists yeah. for mm-hmm. and like he doesn't have a dramatic backstory or anything no, even no. makes he's a just point a guy that, that trained hard and nobody believes that he trained and as hard like as you don't did. have some dr- backstory what kind of hero are you yeah, gino's like telling him this like they, it's like the most dialogue of the book it's like and he's like paragraphs. you need to condense that to 20 words he's or less. like shut up <laughs> he's please. like no. i don't care like you're whatever the gags are the gags yeah. like yeah. it's it's very obvious it's good though yeah. you know i enjoyed it's, it it's fun like if you're unfamiliar with it i would check it out it's if yeah. you like anime or manga or if yeah. you like anime I'll probably yeah, I'll stuff. probably reread it once I have like some giggle juice or something like that <laughs> uh, but yeah what? you should go get some next time yeah I should yeah. before the show <laughs> I know um, what would you rate it Kayla? oh five stars I was you could ask Roger I was sitting here laughing so hard while I was reading this book Blaine nice. give me a rating yeah I'm gonna give it a four nice solid four I'd give nice I'd give it a five it was it was uh, my expectations were met yeah, so, pretty Johnny. much. I give it a four and a half. Even though I was in a mood, I think I would probably give it higher if I was in, you know, a shirtless bear fighter, one mood. punch man type of mood. That was a good rating, though. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Yeah. What am I doing? You got to tell us about the winners from last the week. The winners from last week. The question was something. The answer was the Phantom Zone. I forgot the question. I it think was you, Ian's question. Yeah. What was Ian's question? Because nobody were Replied to it. Nobody What's up, Ian? Well, I, no, like nine people replied with the answer, but like they didn't reply with a question. Ian Robbins. Bro. Oh, yeah. Great dude. Um, What's up, Ian? Anyway, they all got it right. Uh, the Phantom Zone. The winners of the comics is Aaron Candelaria. What's uh, up, Aaron? What's up, Aaron? Wh- Shout which, out to Aaron. Yeah, he wins. Black Hammer, uh, Action, Action 1000, and Spider-Man. Come, get, come yeah. see me tomorrow, Aaron. Those I'm are here. Come get them. Good books. Yeah. And the trade, and I think in his email mentioned that he would like to win this one, <laughs> uh, is Nelson Carvalho. Oh, nice. Nelson. Well, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, which is the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, issues one through six, um, the trade paperback one. Roger has them here. It looks like he's getting ready to ship them, so you might get those soon. Everyone from the past couple weeks, it looks like they're ready to go. Oh, you know what? He actually needs He needs paper. the names. Don't yeah. crumble the paper. Don't crumble it up like last week. All right, so Kayla's going to handle trivia tonight. Which I thought I'd do aliens trivia, but now after hearing Blaine, I realized that was a terrible idea. And no. he's just going to answer all of them. No, I'm not. I will. Okay, how about Blaine has you to are. answer last? You're going to answer. Do you have any of them still? That you oh, didn't? no, I, I have the list of questions. Okay, I, I didn't write new ones. I I'm lazy. Just no, like, no, no, no. Please answer. Come no, on. No, no, this, like, this will be he's fun. not going to know anything. I'm not going to know anything. But just like with Superman trivia, Jonathan can't answer first. Are you playing too? I'm playing. Okay, cool. So I'll <laughs> There's be still, like, I realize these are not the best questions. I am not going to be like the annoying kid in class. Like, I know that, but I promise. And these are all the aliens movies. I'm sorry, guys. No. I don't know the comics. <laughs> yeah, good. You're the you're the beautiful boy in class. Wayne's the only one that knows the comics for Alien. Come right. Kind of looks like Saint. Yeah. Shoot it. The, okay. Shoot it. Okay. So first question. Have to get shorter and polished a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like with some shine. What is the name of the alien? The company in the Alien franchise. Waylon Utani. There you go. See. What? Easy one. Okay. <laughs> this these are mostly just for to confuse Absolutely. Johnny. You guys are good. <laughs> Tear it up. Okay, what is the name of the ship in Alien? Oh, that's all you. Was it the Nostromo? You got was it. Was it the Nostromo? Yeah. It's the Nostromo for yeah, sure. Nostromo. I did not remember that. It's a mining vessel. I was yeah, going to say vessel. Voyager, no, but that's, that's not Star it. Trek, is it? <laughs> Man, Star Trek. What is class of ship is it? Rubble. It, it, I do not remember. Do you? Uh, is it a class C? Uh, is it? I, it's a, I know it's I a mining vessel. It was I, like a big word and like a bulky. It's a bulk freighter. 
That's a, exa- it's a bulk freighter, yeah. I believe. Okay. Is yeah. it bulk freighter? That's the class? I believe so. Oh, that's oh, already in like are. Harbinger class. Some like big word like that. I love this. I want to say bulk freighter. I don't know any of this. What is it? I, I was going to look it up, but I can't. All the ships have to have classes. You are yeah. right, sir. It's, you are right. Or dreadnought class. The dreadnought like class. Because yeah. in Halo, like, you have frigates. Yeah. You have, you know, like yeah. all that Bison stuff. Bison M class star freighter. There you go. There you go. Star freighter. I read star it on freighter. The it's a freighter. freighter. Yes. It's not a bulk freighter. It's a star freighter, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, what's the name yes. of the planet from Aliens? Xenomorphs. Aliens? <laughs> I don't know the name from of the planet. Aliens? The one that they fight. Yes. Or, well, not quite the planet, the exomoon. MC02. LV something. You guys get From it? From the second movie. That. I don't know. I didn't like That's right. It was classified with the letter number thing. LV yeah. hyphen. Of course you do it. Four. Go ahead, Blake. Blaine. Excuse it's LV426, oh I believe. Yes. There we go. Wait, wow. From well, the, you said aliens. Is it the same planet? It's yeah. yeah. Well, aliens, oh, the second that's, movie. That's, that's what it's called. That's I cannot quote believe unquote, that homeworld, but it technically isn't. There is an alien homeworld. It's called. Right. They dub it as Xenomorph Prime. Yeah. You you. Well, I never finished the, the movie Aliens. They I, don't. They yeah. don't tell you that. They just. You find out later that LV four twenty six might not be Xenomorph Prime. That there actually is a yeah. homeworld. It was another like breeding ground. Yeah. yeah. They spread. Yeah. You know. Face All right. Next question. So, who created the Alien franchise? Like Ridley Scott. No. Scott Ridley. He's he the director. It, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Geiger. No, he did the art. Give it to me. Oh, you you don't actually know. Yeah, this I, one? Don't oh, know. Nice. I don't know. Go. Nice. Uh, Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Chusett. They wrote it. Yes, they and came up with the story. Twentieth Century Fox, right? Yeah, oh, I didn't Very write that good, part down. Gina. That's a good one right there. I did not know that. You That's a good one. I should have. Yeah, that's My a good bad. one actually. Oh well. They'd look it up online though. Right. Could edit. Edit it, Matt. No. <laughs> it is a good question. Okay. It was a good, that was an excellent <laughs> question. The, the, another one? This one's Google. Yeah, I have another one for the well for the listeners, not for you guys. Sorry. Okay. okay. Uh-oh. All right. This so one's don't, also don't Google answer this one. one. Yeah. I promise I will. How many years was Ripley in stasis between Alien and Aliens? Ooh, that's a good one. all the non-verbals that just happened was amazing um all right so where can they send that uh where can they send that answer into johnny uh you can send the answer to that question at contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com for your chance to win and what could they win they can win the mighty thor 706 detective comics 979 and aliens dust to dust number one or the graphic oh the manga. manga. The Tankabon uh, volume. One Punch Man. One Punch mm-hmm. Man volume one. So good stuff up for, uh, for grabs this week, guys. If you're interested in that, make sure to send us uh, send us your answers. Also, send us some questions. You know, we appreciate the questions. Yes, I like the questions. I think the reason that Johnny was a little down today was there was not enough questions. Yeah. No questions and no More reviews. reviews. Yeah. It's there are like, no reviews? No reviews. See, well, this at is least what I can't it. see them. That's, that's your giggle juice. Yeah. If you, if you don't want John you guys know what giggle juice is, right? <laughs> I know, I know what it is. It's alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want Johnny to be a sad Liquid boy, courage. Liquid courage. Straight up tequila. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now we're getting into like half a shot. I'm buzzed. <laughs> Pretty much. Stop it. All right. Designated uh, driver, guys. My if you like what you're hearing, week. please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Thank, hey, real quick before yep. we end it. Yeah. Roger, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was a blast. Well. I mean, Roger's not here, man. spoilers, we have you scheduled for May also. I know. <gasps> now they know. Uh, I had a blast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. It's been a long time. 
It's it been has. too long. I've uh, yeah. for we, anybody that's new to the show, if you go back to like the first group of episodes, episodes Blaine was a regular way back then, and then work and life and things prevented Ooh. you from being a regular. <sighs> <laughs> Sigh. Um, real quick, too, if you guys are around tomorrow. And you're listening tonight. Well, this is going up on Monday. Monday. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Patreon subscriber, yes, you the get Patreon. It. And you're in the neighborhood. Come see me. I'm at the shop, dude. Yeah. I'll yeah. be here tomorrow. Mar- uh, Roger is taking a sabbatical. Much needed weekend. Free comic book days coming so up. Don't worry. Yes, yeah. that's what he's resting yes. up for. So uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com uh, slash all-star comics podcast and get on for as little as a dollar. Three dollars gets you the exclusive content, gets you the episode early, I believe. One dollar gets you early. One dollar gets, gets you early. Multiversity. Yes. Which speaking of for you cheapskates, stay tuned for the end of this episode. Like always, we're going to have another episode of Multiversity University at the very end with Larry. Who's going to educate you and entertain you all he's at the same time? He's almost with like his first wave of episodes too. Like he's about to, I think, wrap up one more batch, and then it's like the next season two. Yeah, like season two. It's like he's finishing up. Like he's uh, finishing an age. Yeah, like I think the the <laughs> platinum age. I think the e- platinum age. An eon like the of comics. Age. Yeah, he's so, still on the platinum age. <laughs> There's a lot of... I he's know. going deep down the rabbit hole. This is why Larry, yeah. Larry, Larry was the man for the job. Larry, Larry if you ever want to adopt anybody, I'm, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be your son. I'll be your little boy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anyway, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, uh, you can like Horizon Comics on Instagram and... No, excuse me, on Facebook. And you can follow Instagram. Horizon Comics at Horizon Comics on Instagram What's and Twitter. What's Facebook? I know. Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think Johnny's going to be streaming Free Comic Book Day again. Yes, yes, I on am. Instagram all day. Oh, we're doing that again? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Can I do a quick shout out? So Johnny will be bouncing back and forth like a crazy yeah. person. Shout out. Go ahead. Quick one? Yeah, go. What's up, Blake? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Ragnarok right now. I know you, he is. You don't need to shout out freaking Blake. Blake, what's up? And another one, let Pam listen. What's up, Pam? Thanks for the <laughs> cup. I love you. Indeed. Uh,. I'm a little miffed that he wasn't around for the show, like he said he was going to be. Yeah, yeah. he does. Same. He does. He has life. Um, if you want to keep up with everything, Kayla Miller. <laughs> you can follow me at Kayla Danvers on Instagram and Twitter, and at It's a Classic Pod, because me and my friend Jess now have a classic movie podcast. Nice. We review a bunch of classic movies I've never seen. Oh man, I mm-hmm. forgot that you don't watch. Yeah. You don't. Oh. I have not seen a lot of movies. Oh. We're fixing that, uh, Johnny. We're fixing that. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four, and since this episode is coming out Monday, uh, also Monday, a new episode of We Love You with uh, me and Kayla. We're uh, reviewing uh, the first in a series of unfortunate events. Oh, nice! Uh, re- really, really short book, um, but yeah, that's coming out Monday. Uh, so. Be on the hey, lookout for that. Real quick, when Dave's posting the links for your episodes, make sure he's posting them where you can share the post. I know, right? Because I yeah. keep trying to share your posts. I'm like, I can't share these. They're you can online. tell Matt produces multiple <laughs> online things like his podcast and this podcast. He's I, I, I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, let me help you. <laughs> I love it. Matt's like, share the love, man. While you're while you're talking about all that. The Hydra. The it's Hydra yeah, I posted a gotter. God of War review video this week on the Hydra Gaming Podcast channel. So go check that out. It's Sweet. Coming. And you don't really care about Instagram. I've, I'm on Facebook, Blaine Longjohn. That's my last name. I know it's weird. I'm on Instagram, The Florian Man. Uh, yeah. Just look you guys, for the Swamp Thing avatar. Yeah, it's Sinestro actually right now. Oh, is it Sinestro yeah, now? But I'm Sorry. on there. Uh, hit me up, guys, if you want to chat. I'm always a town. Yeah, you are. And I am... 
at St. Jonathan on the Twitter and the Instagram. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week for episode 99. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Peace. 100 is coming. Say good. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the year 1943, and one of the things that you may notice as we talk about these last few years of the Golden Age is that not as much that we might consider really important happens during those uh, during those last few years. And that makes sense when you think about it. I mean, if the Golden Age is going to end in 1945, it seems like uh, perhaps all of the creativity that was going on earlier than that uh, would kind of plateau and that might actually lead to the loss of interest in superheroes that we see after 1945. But nonetheless, there were some things that happened that are of interest to modern comic readers. One of the things that happened is that the character of Miss America was introduced by Timely Comics. Now, um, Miss America was not the Miss America that we have today, of course, America Chavez. This was the Golden Age Miss America, Madeline Joyce Frank, and she was introduced in Marvel Mystery Comics number 49. Now, she must have been pretty popular because most of the time when a character gets introduced into an anthology series, they've got to wait at least a year before they get their own comic book. Uh, However, Miss America only appeared in two issues of Marvel Mystery Comics before getting her own title, Miss America, the following year in 1944. Uh, And that title ran for several years, so she was obviously quite a popular character. Another thing that happened in 1943 was that we get our first horror comic. Now, this is not the first horror feature in a comic. That honor goes to Prize Comics number 7, which had a character called Frankenstein in it. But the thing about that is that Frankenstein was not uh, the comic itself. It was just a feature within the comic. So Prize Comics was an anthology that happened to have a horror feature. And the thing about Frankenstein is that after a couple of years when America entered the war, Frankenstein changed from being a horror feature to being a superhero feature as Frankenstein actually went to Europe and fought Nazis along with American soldiers. And then after the war, Frankenstein comes back home and actually gets his own comic, but it's not a horror comic. It's actually a humor comic, strangely enough. So the first comic that was actually a completely horror comic was Classic Comics number 13, which adapted the story of Jekyll and Hyde. And so that's the first one that was completely devoted to horror. And then after that, we'll begin seeing a few horror titles. And by uh, late in the 1940s, horror will become one of the more popular genres in comic books. Another interesting thing that happened in 1943 is that kryptonite got invented. Now, we think of kryptonite as being an integral part of Superman's story, and uh, it might be a little bit surprising that it took five years for someone to come up with the idea of kryptonite. Uh, However, it didn't actually come from the comics, so that's even more surprising. It actually came from the Superman radio show. And the thing about it is that it wasn't invented in order to have this good story for Superman um, or to give Superman a weakness. It was actually invented to give the actor who played Superman a vacation. Bud Collier, who played Superman in the Superman radio serial, uh, was due for a vacation, but they didn't want to bring in a different actor to play the character. They thought people wouldn't accept someone whose voice was very different from, from Mr. Collier's playing Superman. So what they did is they created kryptonite. And so in the last episode of that serial, before 
Bud goes on vacation, what they end up doing is having Superman get exposed to kryptonite. And then for the next couple of weeks, the only thing you heard from Superman was him kind of moaning and groaning in the background, which they could get any actor to do. Now, the thing that's surprising about it is that DC did not end up immediately adopting that into the comics. It actually took six years before Kreptonite made its first appearance in comics. So 1949 was when we first got Kreptonite in a comic book, a full 11 years after Superman's initial introduction. So even though we think of it as being so important to his story today, it took a while for that to actually um, come into the comic books themselves. Now, another thing that happened in 1943 is that DC had its first experiment with a female character having the same powers as Superman. Now, when Superman became so popular, DC immediately copyrighted the characters of not only Superman, but Supergirl, Superboy, and Superwoman, because they didn't want anybody else to be able to claim those characters or put out a comic book with those characters in it. Now, of course, they hadn't used any of those yet, but here in 1943, in Action Comics number 60, is their first attempt at doing that. And it's Lois Lane who ends up becoming, in this case, not Supergirl, but Superwoman. Now, it turns out that this whole thing was just a dream. Lois was in the hospital. She needed a blood transfusion. And while unconscious, she dreams that she gets a blood transfusion from Superman and gains his powers. Uh, but at the end, when she is healed and comes to, she finds out that the whole thing was just a dream. Uh, however, this was DC's first attempt at a female super-powered character having basically the same powers as Superman, and so it was their first attempt at what will eventually lead to Supergirl, um, although that, of course, won't come until 1959. Now, one thing that happened in 1943 that might not seem incredibly important, it certainly probably didn't seem incredibly important at the time, but would end up becoming extremely important in comic book history is that Jerry Siegel ended up going into the army. Now, there was nothing unusual about that. I mean, comic books had a lot of young men uh, who were writing and drawing for them. And so, obviously, during World War II, a lot of them went into the military. And Jerry Siegel's military career was really pretty uneventful. He spent basically his entire career stateside. Uh, he didn't have the exciting career, say, of a Jack Kirby, who actually saw combat and was uh, one of the soldiers who participated in D-Day and actually did land on the beaches of Normandy and fight on those beaches on D-Day itself. Uh, so Kirby had a, uh, a pretty exciting career and uh, so really earned that nickname King Kirby. Um, because Jerry Siegel was in the United States for his career, uh, he was still able to continue doing some writing for Superman, but he wasn't able to do that every single month and put out the volume of work he'd been doing. So DC began getting other writers to write for Superman. And the thing that happened, which would end up becoming important later, is that it didn't hurt Superman's sales at all. And so DC, for the first time, began getting the idea that maybe Jerry Siegel himself was not so uh, important to Superman's success. Maybe they didn't need him quite as much as they thought they did. And of course, uh, later in the 1940s, when Siegel and Schuster try pressing their claims to the character, uh, that's going to end up playing a big role. So that's a lot of what happened in 1943. Uh, we still have a little bit more to talk about, so I hope you'll join us next time as we talk about some important things in the history of Batman. <laughs>